And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo of feathery weather and weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Both when Zach kicking it cooler than two penguins till Zach runs off with his valet key. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We're going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Wednesday afternoon. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here after the sort of a mini-buy, a Thursday game. We had the weekend with the family. Zach was biking all over town, I'm sure. Uh, Browns had a bye, so Marissa was was getting crazy. How's everybody doing? Doing great. Excited for this podcast. Yeah, very relaxing weekend. Nothing crazy. Um, but yeah, good to be back. We I missed you guys and all of the the sickos. So I know we signed on. We signed on. We did a cameo uh, before yes. the record today. I felt like I hadn't gone that long without seeing you in a very long time. I know it was a, like seven minute cameo. <laughs> Nowhere else. The cameos are guns blazing. Yeah. I mean, if you the I, and I, I would say um, a very good chance that the cameos are better content than <laughs> the podcast. So the podcast is already better than it's ever been. So, I mean, you're missing out if you're not hitting up on that cameo. Uh, Zach, what'd you do this weekend? I spent time with the family. I watched football. I went to Jason Kelsey's. Uh, charity event. It was the kickoff mm, for the. That's not a flex. It was it was part of the job, uh, but it was. Now it was nice. taking shots at me. I am not taking shots at you at all. It was it was nice. It's it's a nice. It was a nice event. A very worthwhile cause uh, for those who have known Jason for you know the past decade or so. He he's been. And this is me talking, not him. But I, I don't think he would disagree. He's People been watching uh, for the for the listeners, <laughs> yes. this is I can confirm. Zach is the one who's talking right now. <laughs> he's been judicious with how he's used like his name and his platform. He's not one of these guys. Even after the Super Bowl and the speech, that you see him everywhere, right? He's 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 been mindful of that. So he launched uh, the underdog brand, the apparel line. Uh, and he launched, it's the, it's the Be Philly Foundation and it's supporting, uh, local causes for education. I mean, a, a cause that's very important to me, Philadelphia Futures, um, which is a foundation in Philadelphia, uh, for public school students in, in Philadelphia. And then in addition, and I should say that's, that's one of the, the, uh, the, uh, beneficiaries. It's, it's not entirely that. Which you are um, involved in. 
which I'm involved in, correct? And then in addition to that, uh, Jason was was telling me all the apparel is is very is Philadelphia based, like Philadelphia artists, Philadelphia manufacturers, Philadelphia you know, Philadelphia distribution. So we'll have more on that later this week on the Athletic. You can check that out. Uh, but I I was there, and I'll also say not to you know pump up Jason or this team. I'm just being honest here, and this is something that that I, I think Marissa can definitely understand. These players don't have a lot of Sundays off. And I was curious to see, I was surprised to see, frankly, as many players who were there as were there, uh, because I could say it was, it was one of those things. I wasn't sure if I was going to get into the car and go, I, I don't have a, a lot of Sundays, but I said, this is worth going to. And then you see, I mean, Jalen hurts and AJ Brown, um, you know, the offensive linemen, uh, I, I don't want to leave anyone out. Players from both sides of the ball, from special teams. Uh, there were so many players there. Dallas Goddard, Devontae Maddox, Lane Johnson, Isaac Sayamalu, Landon Dickerson, Jack Driscoll. Uh, I, I, I can go on down the list. There were so many here. Uh, and yeah. I, I think that speaks quite a bit to Jason and to how, how tight-knit this group is. And when I spoke to Jason about that, he pointed that out, that all, all the teams – that he's been a part of here have, have had kind of chemistry and connection and that kind of thing. But for these guys to come out on a Sunday uh, says a lot. Jeff Stoutland was there. There were people from the Eagles front office. So that, yeah, that's how I spent Sunday afternoon. I, I missed uh, some of the, after the four o'clock games that I wanted to see, but uh, I was, there were only two games at four o'clock. No big deal. <laughs> I was able to check them out and uh, the, the scores and, I saw the power rankings yesterday to fill me in on where everyone ranks. So I'm good to go there. People in uh, Minnesota, not very happy with Bo Wolf and their place in the power rankings. But I mean, they're like 18th in DVOA. Calm down. What, what did you think Take of your cousin's video? I don't know if I should comment. <laughs> might be best if I... If I stay away from okay, that Okay, we'll go back because I have another question. Speaking of Kelsey, we listened to, um, during our bye week, we listened to his podcast. What have you thought of his podcast, Zach? I'm have jealous. Have not listened yet? Yeah. Oh. No, no, of course I've, I've listened. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you made a face and I was thinking, oh, wow. No, no. He, cause he listened like, to the Ted Rath podcast. Of course, he listened to the Jason I did, Kelsey podcast. I, did, I, I would recommend that the Ted Rath podcast was enjoyable. I learned a lot. Um, and there's perspective there that, that could, that could help me on and off the field, um, or on and off work, I should say, uh, <laughs> Kelsey podcast. I, re I remember when, when Connor Barwin, um, wrote an article for then the Monday morning quarterback. And like, I, I, I sent him a note or said something to him that, uh, you know, you're, I, I think you can take my job, right. It was, it was really well-written. Like I, I think Kelsey's really good on there. His thoughts, his 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 delivery. Uh, it's a very entertaining podcast. So it gets it gets. Uh, I don't want to say frustrating, but like you're jealous when someone can play center as well as he does, and then just go onto a podcast without training and, uh, and and do it as well as he does. So yeah, I'm enjoying the podcast. Good content and good production value as well. Yeah, I think it's very good. I mean, very, I mean, easily the second best Eagles podcast, <laughs> as we've said. Yeah. No, no I liked it. it too. I thought it was awesome. I'll definitely start listening to it more. By the way, is Jason Kelsey now qualified to be an NFL coach? Because mm. I was talking to someone uh, yesterday who asked me like my opinions on, on Jeff Saturday 
and the person didn't really know much about him. And I said, it would be similar to the Eagles hiring Jason Kelsey as the head coach a few years after he played without any coaching experience in college or the NFL. And the person I was speaking to who was an Eagles fan said, that actually doesn't sound that bad. So, so perhaps uh, when framed that way, it, it hits a little differently. Well, he does. He, Jason Kelsey does fit the number one qualification. Which is? The color of his skin. Okay. Right. Although I do think there is like, like who wants that job? You know, like Jim Mercer. Uh, is a lot like, of people would is, want that job. There's only 32 of these jobs. Yeah, sure. That's true. But like, it's a terrible situation to begin with. The guy is completely unserious. He's completely off the rails. There's probably like another shoe to fall here with Jim Mercer. So let's, let's calm down. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a disaster. Imagine being Reggie Wayne. Like imagine being an equally important and revered member of the franchise from those glory years, but you've also already been coaching all season long and you're just sitting there and Jeff Saturday shows up and is your boss all of a sudden? Like, what the hell? Yeah, no, I hear you there. Uh, I mean, you know, there's there's certainly other coaches you can point to. You know, Scott Montgomery, who has, has, has been like a college head coach, has been on multiple NFL staffs. If you didn't want to, you know, pick a club coordinator, um, there are are certainly other people there. So I, I, I was surprised to see it. Um, yeah, I was I was certainly surprised to see that. Okay, but 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 to your question, who would want that job? I think there's gonna be no shortage of people who want that job. Well, yeah, I, I mean, when it's an actual job available in the offseason, sure. I think there's a difference between getting thrown into this tire fire of like you have to play Sam Ellinger, and the team is like basically trying to tank. It's a little. Although, different. yeah, I I do push back on this um, school of thought. Well, it's only an interim job like there's going to be a, a full process this offseason the interim job gives you an opportunity to get the job look at the phillies rob thompson when he got hired mm. did anyone think he was going to be the manager it gives you a chance right so uh and you can say the same thing in about steve wilkes in 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 carolina it's it's not just a given that you're going to be replaced now there are situations like Las Vegas last year, Rich Passaccia probably did everything he could have done to keep that job, mm. and he doesn't get it. And then they hired Josh McDaniels, and they're worse off. So sometimes there, you know, the, the coaches are, or the owners rather, are committed to bringing in someone else. But I, I, I push back on on this idea. Well, it's only eight games, and there's going to be this 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 real earnest search during the off season because uh, the the interim job almost by definition gives you an opportunity to try out for the full-time job. Yeah, that's fair. Remember who's the, um, I feel like the most famous overreaction to like a small sample size, good performance by the interim coach. Who was the, who was the West Virginia guy? I think after Rich Rod Bill left. Stewart. Bill yeah. Stewart. yeah. <laughs> they won one bowl game and then they hired him. Yeah. And it was terrible. It was terrible. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that is that that's correct. All right. Well, Zach, you know, so, uh, the Colts, I had it on my radar that, like maybe that would be the surprise loss for the Eagles because there's always that dynamic with uh, like a, a, a mentor coach uh, against his pupil where like, sometimes wacky things happen. I thought maybe like Sirianni would take it easy, like uh, not not intentionally, but like against Frank Reich. Reich's got his secrets. Uh, that's not going to happen now. Uh, I don't think Jeff Saturday is going to make that happen, but 
Uh, we're going to spin this forward. We're, we are at the we're at the halfway point of the season. The see, you know, the Birds with Friends is is fantastic, Zach. We've been as good as ever. However, I do feel like we've gotten a little bit away from uh, the uh, original mission statement of the podcast, which was to have uh, bird puns in every segment. And so we need we need a we have a mid season awards. We're going to look back on some superlatives. We're going to spin things forward. Uh, I thought about maybe making this the OSPs because that's half of Ospreys. Um, but let's let's just call it the uh, the turning point. We've reached the turn, right? T E R N. We've reached the turn. Let's let's go with some uh, turning point superlatives. Does that sound good to you, Zach? We're halfway through. I'm following your lead. I'm ready to roll. All right. Let's start as I pull up the list. Eagles eight no. Give me your most pleasant surprise of the first half of the season. Could be a, an individual, could be a unit, could be a, a theme, could be the podcast, whatever whatever jumps to mind for you. So this shouldn't be a surprise. It's Jalen Hurts' development. His year two to year three development, there's not enough that can be said about this. And the best way I can frame it is there's a piece on The Athletic today that uh, is the it's a round table with the NFC East writers. And the first question was who's who's better, you know, the Eagles or the Cowboys? That that type of question. And I said going into the year, I would have said the Cowboys because of the quarterback. But I can't say that anymore. Jalen Hurts, you know, we had to I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. We had to fill out MVP candidates for the athletic and I missed the deadline. And they closed it. They closed it right at four. I, I had too much going on yesterday. I was alone with the kids. I finally got them down to dinner. I'm ready to do it. They closed the they closed the voting. It doesn't surprise me that you missed the deadline. You, I'm sorry. I, I say that I was working on the power rankings all no. Sunday and Monday. No, I, like, I can't. I you say know, that lovingly. I have like an extra hour. I I say that I say that lovingly. You are a very effective procrastinator. I did the I did the all pro votes. I mean, yeah. I, but but because the MVPs, it needed you need to like write some sentences. Sure. So I wasn't yeah. gonna just, I wasn't gonna just dither it away and not put the work in. I wanted to have some sure. time to sit down and do it. So yeah, so I'm I'm very uh, cautious in those situations of be of overrating the team that I cover. You don't want to be the reporter sure. who who just says like the players or the coaches that you cover are worthy of, of, of all the awards. So I was trying to, I was trying to talk you're, myself you're putting like Mickey Morandini number four in your MVP <laughs> yeah, ballot. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I just, I see what he does every day, what <laughs> yeah. he means to the team. So I was, I was trying to go with Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson for MVP, even Micah Parsons, right? I was trying to do that. And then I said, look, I can't overthink this. Jalen hurts is the starting quarterback for an undefeated team who uh, he's he's top five in so many significant metrics. He's a worthy candidate. If the season ended today, it's not who we think it's going to be. It's that see, if the season ended today, I would need to vote uh, for Jalen Hurts. And mm, interesting. Uh, so his development from year one to year two is the most pleasant surprise for the Eagles because I'll admit I did not see this coming. There's 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 people who reach out. Uh, whether it's via email or social media, who are like, where was this energy about Hertz last year? Well, I've changed my mind. I've I've changed. I have more information here 
Uh, Jalen Hurts' development has been outstanding. It, it, he is uh, the most pleasant surprise so far. I don't. I, I would not have put him number one on my MVP ballot. Okay, I, that's fair. I think I would have had. I think I would have gone one Mahomes, two Josh Allen, three Jalen Hurts. Okay, um, Zach Rosenblatt also had Jalen Hurts. He said. I think it's a totally reasonable. That. I don't think it's a totally reasonable thing. I would. You know. I think Sirianni is coach of the year. You, you can't argue with the the performance and the record. Um, I just like if you if you switched their places, I think. I think the Eagles would still be undefeated and and the Chiefs might not be. Oh, that's, okay, that's, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if you switch their places, the Eagles They'd would both be definitely very good. be <laughs> the Eagles would definitely be undefeated. Right. I think, yeah, I think yeah. I think Mahomes is a little bit better. Uh, and and if you go by EPA per drop back, he's a little bit higher. So I don't know. But it's I mean, you're splitting hairs. And I agree. My most pleasant surprise is definitely Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, I said in the summer and I wrote that if Jalen Hurts plays this season like he has played this summer in training camp, the Eagles will win the division and he will be the long-term starter for the team. And I like completely undersold, like he he's been way better than that. Um, like I, I did not see this level, quite this level coming. Um, he is uh fourth in EPA per drop back. All of the things that we've talked about, he's protecting the ball really well, aside from what happened against the Texans, those two fumbles. Um, he has uh, taken advantage of what we talked about, the things that A.J. Brown brings to the offense. He's throwing the ball over the middle of the field more. Just like the, the Eagles have shown that they can win in different ways, he has shown that he can win in different ways. You had the week one game against the Lions when they blitzed and played man, and he ran all over them. You had the next or two weeks later against the Vikings. They play heavy zone. He carves them apart. He has he has won um, with his arm, with his legs, with his mind. He's been awesome. The team has taken on his personality. I don't think any of us saw quite this level coming. I think you were hoping that he could be a top, like a back end of the top ten quarterback this year if you were being like really aggressive. And he's been a top three or four quarterback. He's been awesome. Um, so I don't think there's any doubt that 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 he is the most pleasant surprise. It would be silly to, to vote for anything else. All right. Next up, we flip it, Zach. Biggest disappointment. Tough to find a disappointment yeah. in an 8-0 team. So I was I was going to say that. Biggest, it's hard to really pinpoint a disappointment with an 8-0 team. If I had to pick one, I would say probably N'Kobe Dean not developing into a starting linebacker. But part of that's probably been the guys in front of him, right? TJ Edwards and Kaiser White have played at a high level. But if if you had told me that Nicobe Dean would be healthy throughout the year back in the summer, I would have said he's he'll take over as a starting linebacker. So I would probably go that. But again, that's that's really nitpicking. There really isn't a, a disappointment when they're playing well on both sides of the ball and they're eight and up. Yeah, I, I find it hard to get riled up about the Nicobe Dean thing. Like if he was sure. if he was on the field and playing poorly, that would be one thing. But those guys are playing at a high level, um, right? It's not like it's not like there's a reason, you know. It's not like Alex Singleton is out there and Nicobe Dean can't get on the field. Like T.J. Edwards is playing better than he ever has. Kaiser White is playing very well. Um, it's hard. It's it, yeah. I think we would we would have expected, and I think I probably said over the summer that I expected he would end up playing close to the most snaps, uh, and that like by the end of the season he would earn his way into the job. But those other guys have played so well. There's there's no reason for him to to be thrown into the mix, but 
I mean, it speaks to your your point. There's there's not a lot to say about this team. Um, disappointment wise, I somebody said in the chat, um, Josh Sweat. Like, I don't think that Josh Sweat has been bad, but I think the like the pass rush has been very good, but there hasn't been like someone aside from Hassan Reddick who has really popped. I mean, this is really splitting hairs. The, the Eagles are our second in DVOA uh, on defense. They were second to last in the league in sacks last year. The, the pressure has been much better, but Josh Sweat hasn't made like a, a huge leap. That's a little bit on my radar. Uh, you know, Javon Hargrave has been awesome of late, but until the, the first six games, uh, he wasn't standing out. Milton Williams, we've talked about, is maybe like the most individually disappointing player, but he's looked much better after the bye. Uh, I think there was, I think there were maybe some health uh, issues there. I think Brandon Graham's been fine as a group. They've been really awesome. I don't know. This is I'm sort of talking in circles because there's not really a good answer for for biggest disappointment. So I, I see somebody said special teams. Well, special teams haven't played well DPOA wise. Bears that out. But this is on my this is my answer to a later question. Uh, okay. Uh, the the other thing that I would say, and this goes beyond the Eagles, so I hope this isn't like a cop out answer, but the schedule to me is a disappointment because you wanted to see this team, or I should say, I wanted to see this this team against high level quarterback play. I figured Aaron Rodgers against the Packers would 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 give us the the information, for instance, to see how this defense has has developed. Um, perhaps you thought Matt Ryan in that Colts offense could have done it. Uh, they haven't played against Dak Prescott yet, right? So really the best quarterback that they faced is Kyler Murray and Kirk Cousins. Maybe Trevor Lawrence, but I mean, that's when you're talking about is this the, how will this defense perform against high-level quarterbacks because we saw that as a problem last year. We don't have that information. And they very well could go to Christmas Eve without having that information uh, if if you're of the opinion that the Packers are a mess right now and that offense certainly looks like a mess. I think that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, somebody says in the chat, we are doing swooper at the end of this episode, uh, just as a, a change up. Marissa is going to be gone uh, on Friday, so we got to get swooper in now. So submit your uh, swoopers in the chat as, as we move forward. Um, all right. Next up, Zach, we have best individual performance, best individual performance of the season. So I don't want to mix categories here, and I, I, I don't want to conflate a future category or an, a, an upcoming category with this one. So I'm, I went with A.J. Brown against the Steelers, uh, and in particular that first half. I mean, he was awesome. He was the best player on the field. If It felt like uh, every time they threw him the ball, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, who's one of the best – defensive backs in the NFL was just flummoxed, like was frustrated out, out there because of how good AJ Brown appeared to be. So give me AJ Brown against the Steelers. Um, that's a really good answer. Uh, that was one of my two and I was actually going to say that. So I'll just, I'll, I'll change it um, for the sake of changing it in my mind. When I think of the most impressive individual performance, it's Jalen Hurts against the Vikings mm -hmm. because yep. it was him winning in a way that we hadn't really seen before, and he was proving it was like he, he was proving that he could do that. Um, when you look at the numbers, it's not it doesn't quite stack up. I think you know his his numbers against the Steelers are better um, on a per play basis because they didn't do uh, a ton in the second half. It doesn't stand out, but. If I'm going less by like the actual statistical performance and more by like the feel 
of seeing it live. I, I feel like the, the Jalen Hurts performance against the Vikings was the first time that we were really like, oh, wow, like he he has really made a leap. This is a this is a different type of player than, than we saw before. So that stands out to me. How about the best team performance of the season, Zach? Eagles against the Vikings week two. And it looks even more impressive when you see the Vikings now, what their what their record is. Uh, I know the DVOA Uh-oh. doesn't Here we support. Go. What's that? Well, you're, you're joining the, the chorus of uh, Vikings fans who are yelling oh, okay. at me. So, look, the the uh, data doesn't back up the Vikings being this good, but but they're but they're winning games. Sorry, I'm not that, that impressed. A, they squeaked by Taylor Heineke. And that was a dominant performance by the Eagles, like both sides of the ball. Uh, I mean, the, the pass rush, the secondary, obviously hurts. So that that performance stands out. That 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 would be number one, without a doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to find a different answer. Um, like the, the Cowboys, because you knew it was a big game, but it was against Cooper Rush. Uh, the Steelers was like their most, maybe their most complete performance, but it was against the worst team. Um, I think the Vikings is a good answer. I think that's, I think that's probably right. And the defense was awesome in that game. They totally, uh, flummoxed Kirk Cousins. So I think that's probably right. Uh, all right, Zach, the most overrated storyline. Most overrated storyline from where I sit is the, is the second half performance of games. And that's been rectified post bye week. But I even said that before the bye. I think you play differently when you're nursing a big lead, which they were in, in most of those games. And it's a line that I've said and I've repeated. But if your biggest gripe about a team is they're not doing enough to extend their double-digit margins in the second half, that's a good sign that your team is pretty good. And... That's the way I, I I viewed that. I do think the Eagles need to be able to score in the second half of games. What jumped out to me, though, even when that argument was going on, is that, A, they never lost their leads, right? They, they never were playing from behind in the second half of, of these games, number one. And number two, they showed they were able to score when they needed to score. In Arizona, they scored when they needed to score. Against Dallas, they scored when they needed to score. So just because you weren't putting up those the 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 scoring rates in the second half that you did in the first half, I didn't think it was as problematic as it as it was made out to seem. And it became, especially after the bye, it became this dominant topic. Like, what's wrong with the Eagles in the second half of games? And I was looking at it like they're 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 six and zero. Oh. <laughs> they're they're beating opponents by significant margins. Like, chill out here. So I, I think that was that's been the most overrated storyline. I think the Arizona one is a little bit different because they, you know, they kicked a field goal instead of scoring a touchdown. But, but okay. I think your your larger part, your your larger point is exactly right. Uh, to the same sort of track, like trying to find things to complain about uh, for an undefeated team. I've I've talked about this before. My answer is is uh, the concerns over special teams. Um, you know, they're twenty third in special teams DVOA. That rank that's that's much different than where they rank on offense and defense. Uh, they rank second in both. But if you break it down to like where they are below average in the league, I was surprised they're not that below average in kickoffs. I thought like kickoff coverage was was maybe the biggest concern. They're just below average there. Um, they're more below average on punt return and kickoff return. Uh, you know, their punt return, they're thirtieth in the league, um, and. Like that's a that's a personnel thing, I think. 
Um, for all the reasons we've talked about, the Eagles have made the conscious decision to not worry about that too much. There is probably not that big of a gulf between the 30th best punt returner in the league and the 10th best punt returner in the league. Um, big returns are not happening a lot across the NFL. Um, I, I don't think that this is a huge concern. They're not, it's not like they're, you know, Covey has had a couple muffs, but it's not like they're like fumbling the ball away. Um, and we've talked about the, the two like fake punt runs. I feel like are very um, low leverage things. And they're like, it, it's, it's hard to really stop a team from getting three yards. If they're going to roll that dice. I think, I think the special teams have been fine. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think they've been fine, but I, I don't think it's it's this major cause for concern. You know, I, I'm not one of these. I, I as I started saying that, it sounded like I was saying it disparagingly. I'm not a reporter who's saying this is going to cost them in a game. I don't think that it's been as problematic as it's made out to seem. It's just it's it's one of those things that when a pun is blocked. It gets a lot of attention when a punt is fair caught. It doesn't get that much attention, right? So uh, it's like an offensive lineman with sacks. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the punt block, that was a big play. Yeah. That's a that's a play that that's something you can't have happen. Uh, most underrated storyline, Zach. So this is one where I'm doubling up because I'm, I'm going to get to this on a, on a later answer. But I don't think enough has been made about their turnover differential. Like from both ends. It is, it's historic right now in, in terms of the way that they're taking the ball away and the way they are not giving the ball away. I mean, they're plus 15 on the season. Let me pull up this number here. And this is courtesy of, um, of John Ganode from the Eagles PR department. Only three teams in NFL history have won the turnover battle in each of the first eight games of the season. The Eagles this year, the 72 Steelers and in the 58 Baltimore Colts. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to get more into this in a later answer, but, uh, the, the, the rate in which they're doing it is changing games and it's hard to, it's, it's, it's hard to maintain this. So I, I, I will go with that. So you are not saying that this is a, I know you'll get to it, but you're not saying that this is a, an indication that this is definitely going to continue. It's more like. Maybe yeah, we're not I'm talking get, about I, that the cliff I don't is think about, it's about to fall off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to continue. Okay. Um, at, at, at That's a tease there. But I do think that it's not getting nearly enough. Well, it's not getting enough attention just because it's both sides of the ball, right? How how good they are in terms of not giving the ball away and then how opportunistic they've been on defense. And I do think one is more sustainable than the other. I think like protecting the ball on offense is much more sustainable than relying on the other team to give it away. And I think the data supports that, but um, I don't have a good one here. Um, I think what pops to mind for me is, is how healthy they've been um, and knock on wood if you want to, but maybe this, you know, it's, it's hard to draw direct, conclusions uh you know correlation does not equal causation here but there was so much talk about their light training camp and uh like that maybe that would lead to a slow start to the season but if they're like they, they everything that they have done this season has been as designed in a lot of ways like the turnovers 
whether there is a, a huge element of luck in there. It is true that like they do overemphasize that stuff. They, they coach to it. And they also like from a practice planning standpoint, their goal is to keep everybody healthy. And they have been, if not the most, one of the most healthy teams in the league this year. So whatever degree of luck you want to, you want to give in there. Um, it's, there is, there is, uh, a bit of residue of their design here, uh, going on. And so I think, I think that's a big deal. Also with the turnovers, if, if you are playing with these leads in the second half of games, quarterbacks are more apt to throw the ball up, right? Quarterbacks are just trying to make plays late <laughs> in the game sometimes. So, so that's Bo mimicking throwing up. Thank for you, our Thank audio you for listeners. explaining that yes. joke. Our audio listeners might have thought you, you, you had something in your throat or something. So. Uh, all right, Zach, last one for the look back portion of the turning points. What was the most memorable play of the season for you? The Jalen Hurts 26-yard touchdown run against the Vikings along the right sideline, veers back in instead of going out of bounds. To me, that's his Heisman moment this season. His Heisman moment. Yes, nice. to use that phrase. That's that's Bo, that's a college football expression, by the way. Okay. <laughs> and what and what sport does he play now? Is that what he's doing? <laughs> no, but I I I know the I know you follow what the the one double A, F the F the uh, the FCS, which is what Princeton is. Um, Andre Yoshivas going to the senior going to the Senior Bowl. Here we go. I saw that tweet. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm the Heisman the moment Heisman. is for the FBS. Yes, I'm aware, but he's no longer in college football. So you maybe <laughs> maybe we need to update your references. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to, we're, we're sort of talking past each other here, uh, and Chris crossing, but I'm going to go with the AJ Brown, uh, the third touchdown against the Steelers when he then did the, the pointing at Mika Fitzpatrick and the cornerback. Um, I thought that was, that's a, the first thing that pops to mind for me. So on, on Instagram, we get, uh, I, I believe it, it was Instagram. You see old posts sometimes. And I saw the athletic posted your tweet from that game, the athletics account where you said you score three touchdowns. You're allowed to gloat on Instagram. Yes. I do think that's a, that should be a good rule. You score a third touchdown in the game. You're allowed to taunt. They had this conversation on the Kelsey podcast, right? Oh, did they? Yeah. I missed that one, but I think that's fair. I mean, how about a little, uh, you know, a little incentive for your third, your third touchdown. All right, why don't we take a little break? We'll come back. We'll do our look-aheads at the turning point here, and then we'll get into Swooper coming back on Birds with Friends. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back, Birds with Friends. So, Zach and Marissa, time to spin things forward in uh, the turning point of the season here. Zach, Eagles are 8-0. Everybody knows it. What is the... Now, the, I guess I, I when I when we sent the text, I said the most likely loss. Maybe that's... I mean, that's a question you could just look up, what the uh, the odds are. I mean, the, the odds are it's the... Uh, Christmas Eve game against the Cowboys. They're right now listed as one point underdogs actually um, in Vegas. Maybe like what, what is the game that's on your radar as a, as a sneaky loss or as the schedule sets up? What, sure. Where do you see the loss coming? Well, so I, I maybe the, maybe the, the most likely first loss. <laughs> okay. So I answered the question as intended, which is yeah. the most likely loss, which was the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. Great job. Arissa already updating that graphic. The sneaky loss. I was like, uh, hmm, what should yeah. I call this? <laughs> uh, so the maybe the most likely the, first loss is the is the. Question. I will go the Titans on Christmas Eve, and I'm sorry, not Christmas Eve on in, in week 13. And, Steve Wolf's birthday. Oh, happy early birthday, Steve Wolf, Mr. Wolf, I should say. The <laughs> yeah, you should. The, <laughs> the Titans are a tough team. You saw that on Monday night against the Chiefs. Right, they don't roll. They're they're gonna play you tough. Number one, um, they rise to to these big occasions. I I had a a stat in my picks column last week that in their time as 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 double digit underdogs under Vrabel, I believe they've won two of them outright, uh, including the playoffs last year. Right, so or was it two years ago? When they when they wanted it in the in, in the playoffs, um, sounds right. So, and they can really run the ball effectively. And if there's an Achilles heel with this team right now, it's their run defense. We don't know if Jordan Davis is going to be back by work by by week 13. Derrick Henry is tough to bring down. They're riding Derrick Henry right now. That's a team that can get better as the season progresses. Um, and and like I said, they're going to play you hard. They want five games before the Chiefs game, bring them in overtime. Now, I imagine A.J. Brown is going to be fired up for that game, and the Eagles are going to feed A.J. Brown the ball in that game. But that would be one that jumps out to me. I think I think their first loss is going to come the following week at New York um, because you're coming off of two. Now, the Packers stink, but it's a Sunday night game. You worry about Aaron Rodgers. Could he pull something out of his hat? Um, and then after that, you got, uh, like a, a slightly shorter week to prepare for the Titans. I feel like that there's a bit of a letdown coming off of that. Maybe the Titans beat you up a little bit physically, even if you get the W and then division games are weird. Um, and so I think, I think that's when the loss comes at New York, uh, against a division opponent who you have not played and like a coaching staff who you have not played in division and a team that's going to be. Like all all uh, systems go, pointing at you. I think that's I think that's when the first one comes. I, I also I don't think they're a good team, but 
The Giants, yeah. that is. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, is there And any... I think they could I think they could lose the next week at Chicago too. Uh as like a letdown. I don't think they're going to lose that Cowboys game. But That's a sneaky flex possibility game. Mm. The Sunday nighter that week is the Raiders versus the Patriots, I believe. Uh, so with the way Justin Fields is playing, you're looking at two big markets. If perhaps the Eagles are undefeated at that at that point, maybe that's a game that's flexed to Sunday night. Mm. We're already talking past this Monday night game, but so let me ask you this: uh, Are you are, are you completely out on the Packers? Like, is there no reconciling there? Because to me, whenever Aaron Rodgers is is on the other sideline, there's a chance it could click. And there's a chance he could be dangerous. Am I completely out on them making the playoffs or winning or beating the Eagles? Just as a team, right? Are are they what they are right now? Or is is there another gear there for them to hit? I think there is another gear, but I don't think there is a like a a third gear. Okay. I think they're a bad team. Okay. That that hates their quarterback. Interesting. Okay. I mean, the guy won't take any accountability. He threw two terrible interceptions in the red zone, and he's talking about how hard he tried. Give me a break after he calls out everybody else for their mistakes. What a toxic place to be. The interception that got deflected was bad. Uh, yeah, and he's blaming other people. He's got, like, Kyler Murray body language. What are we doing? But he's he's won the past two MVPs. I mean, he's... And choked in the playoffs. He's a special player. like that. So Sure. He His level in what whatever year that was... Uh, after they won the Super Bowl, I've never seen a quarterback play better. I feel like that's like the height of, of like aesthetic quarterback play to me. But he's been bad, and he's a and he's a total jabroni. I I I do need to give you and Shiel, uh, some credit here. I was perhaps too influenced by the Luck Podcast uh, that Marissa did an outstanding job helping produce because the line that resonated with me. In there was, I think it was David Shaw talking when he said the the star quarterbacks, there's a thought that you need to help them by getting the wide receivers. But really what, what they want is get them high-level offensive linemen because they can elevate the play of the wide receivers. Like they they can't elevate the play of, of the offensive linemen. And I figured with the offensive linemen they were getting back from injury with the continuity that they had there, that offensive line was going to be much better. But where you guys were, were saying you can't just let Devontae Adams out the door and not adequately replace him, you guys were absolutely right because them and the Titans, watching those two teams who both let high-level receivers out, and, and, and the Titans tried. They spent a first-round pick on Traylon Burks, who's, who's been hurt, but no one gets open. Like, you know, so I kind of feel for Aaron Rodgers. Like, where is he supposed to throw the ball here? No one is. Aaron Rodgers does not need you to feel for him. <laughs> uh, now, that said, you could throw the ball to your running backs a, a little bit more. And if you followed my picks column last week that Aaron Jones uh, plus, my, you know, the over-under there, I thought that was a gimme. And it didn't hit. So, yeah, they need to get the, the backs involved in the passing game. But the wide receivers are an issue. I think it's probably telling that um, like David Shaw and the offense that he's built over the years doesn't really care about wide receivers, but you know, consider the source. That's all. And, <laughs> and anti, also the Packers David Shaw <laughs> as an offensive mastermind. Yeah. 
it's like, okay. as a culture builder fine but okay. like i mean we're not we're not talking about you know bill walsh <laughs> there's like three coaches out there that you like he's he's running he's got like nine off he's running like 13 personnel every play give me a break of course he doesn't care about wide receivers <laughs> plus the packers defense stinks despite yeah, which i didn't players. expect either yeah, yes. they're a bad team, and they've got a terrible like they got a terrible juju. They the don't quarterback have is a joke. They could have they could have gone after Smith Schuster, perhaps they would have better juju. That, that's that's well done, Zach. <laughs> uh, all right, what's our next category here, Marissa? Flash that bad boy up. Oh, most likely to be extended. I think this is an interesting conversation, and maybe we could have built this out to a fuller episode. Yeah, but... this needs to be a full episode, and it needs to be a full article from us on. Because they have so many pending free agents and so many important ones. And I'm going to answer this two ways. The, this will be in my, uh, I have to do a prediction, second half prediction. So I have one of them in here uh, for that, okay. but go ahead. The the one that I would prioritize is James Bradbury. Um, because he's 29 no going on to 30. And uh, I don't think he's, he's, he's over the hill yet. But I think you're seeing the value of a high-level cornerback compared to a, a replacement-level cornerback. The Eagles haven't had that in the in a while. They don't have the internal replacement for him. So unless you're going to draft Keely Ringo in the first round or Christian Gonzalez in the first round or someone like that, then I have a hard time seeing you. I, I have a hard time putting Zach McPherson in there. But I I am I am skeptical of the Eagles spending big money on a 30-year-old cornerback. Uh a second 30-year-old quarterback. A second year old. Yes. Yes. Thank you. A second 30-year-old cornerback. And so I'm I'm gonna go CJ Gardner Johnson. I'm not convinced that's the route. I might go with Marcus Epps over CJ Gardner Johnson and draft a safety, but I can see them just based on the way CJ Gardner Johnson's playing, based on the trade that they made uh for him. And they didn't give up a, a lot, but the way they were talking about him, his his versatility, I can see them paying CJ Gardner Johnson. So let's run it down. These are all the pending free agents the Eagles have of, of importance. Robert Quinn, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, James Bradbury, Isaac Sayamalu, Andre Dillard, Kaiser White, TJ Edwards, Zach Paschal, Miles Sanders, CJ Gardner-Johnson, and Marcus Epps. I think the answer is Marcus Epps um, as okay. the most likely to be extended. Uh, and I don't think it's close. Um, wow. Okay. Because I think, like, you, you talk about who you want to extend and Howie Roseman cares a lot about like the locker room optics of homegrown players. This is a guy who has been here, who has earned his role, who is playing well, who will probably not cost a lot of money and who will be motivated to secure a real contract after playing on, you know, the rookie contract of, of a six round pick for his entire career. CJ Gardner Johnson to me is the perfect Keep him for one year while he is on his best behavior, trying to secure a long-term deal, and you let him go. Okay. Um, I think he like to pay him now when he leads the NFL in interceptions. Uh, I think this is a guy who wants to hit the open market. Probably, uh, I I am like, you're never going to get a better situation for a guy who has to be on his best behavior uh, this year because he has his eyes set on that contract. I am. I would not sign up for him long term without seeing what the market's going to be like. I hear you there. My my question for you is, what's the next gear for Epps? I think that's a totally fair question. 
but I don't think you want to replace two safeties. And I don't like, and, and so like, you better, if you're going to do that Gardner Johnson deal, I mean, you better be right. And in that room too, like you're going to pay him before you pay Marcus Epps, who has been here, who everybody else in the room is looking to Um, like this, the Gardner Johnson guy who has to be told to be on his best behavior, like who admits that he came in and was kind of a pain in the ass the first week. Like, I don't know. That feels dicey. I feel like they are in a perfect position with him to do that, to to let him play out the season, give him this opportunity to put up his numbers, and then he can hit the market. And you're going to get a, you know, he's going to probably be a good value in the comp pick game. I think that is exactly how they should play that. Fair enough. Um, with now, Bradbury, not... I'm, oh, I'm, I'm with sorry. you that, that I think it would make, I mean, you don't ideally want to have two 30-year-old starting cornerbacks. I think it'd be great if you could sign him to like a one-year deal uh, for $10 million or whatever. But I, I also think knowing that how, you know, how the giants played him last year, he, he probably wants to hit the market and have a chance yeah. to get one more big payday. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, the linebackers are interesting. Very interesting. Because you, it's similar to safety. You don't want to have to replace both. You, I mean, they're not going to resign both because presumably they don't want to block Nicobe D next year. Like uh, you would imagine that TJ Edwards is the guy that they would want to keep uh, for the similar culture reasons. And because he's been the every down linebacker, but like, do they want to pay him? Do they want to pay a linebacker what they would have to pay him? I don't know. That's, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical. And I think they would pay for a safety. So that's, I, I'm not sure they would pay for a linebacker. And it, it might be one of those things. And again, I, I don't know what Howie and Jake Rosenberg and, and Bryce Johnston are thinking in there, but, but perhaps they say, all right, this is what we're going to pay a linebacker next year. One of you guys take this, you know, this is the offer. Right. And, and it's an exploding offer in that, um, you know, once one takes it, the other doesn't, you know, right. like the other one doesn't have it anymore. But you wouldn't uh, actually do that like locker room. Sure. Right. Sure. But that's a fair uh, point. Now, the other thing I, I, I was thinking again, because it's, it's against the Eagles to pay older players, but they're not going to have multiple new players at, in these starting spots. So I was compelled to go Javon Hargrave. I think that's because, my, yeah, that's my, that's that was what I was going to get to. I think, yeah. I think they probably will extend him. I think he's number two. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I can see him being, I, I can see him being amenable to that. And Fletcher Cox, the way they, they did that deal last offseason makes me think that this was a one year arrangement for both sides. You're not just going to turn it over to Jordan Davis and Milt Williams next year, but, but perhaps you say, Look, they have premium draft picks. They they can they can go into the draft with Davis and Williams. They can add a D tackle thereafter instead of paying Hargrave for you know year what would it be 29, 30, 31? Um, he'll be thirty next year. He'll be thirty next year. So 30, 31, 32. I think it's probably a two year guarantee. Yeah, I think that's probably um, what happens. Are are we ready to have this Miles Sanders conversation yet? Sure. Because I thought going into the year. Either Miles Sanders would play too well and he'll price themselves out. He'll price himself out of the Eagles, or he won't play well enough that the Eagles would just move on. He's kind of in this in between where he's been good. He's been everything they wanted him to be, but I can't see the Eagles paying at at that position. And the only way I could see the Eagles paying at that position is if you're talking about a top of the league player, like what LaShawn McCoy was 
when he was coming up. And I don't know if Miles is that right now. Now, I have heard he has talked about after games. Uh, he sort of said, like, in passing, like, I want to be here. Like, I want to be here a yeah. long time. And I think that's true. And that's the only way that I could see this happening is if it is an incredibly team-friendly deal. And I don't know why he would do that because you're only going to get one chance to hit the market as a running back mm-hmm. and get paid. I mean, I could see, I could see them re-signing him in free agency if that's the way that, like, the market plays out. But I would be I would be surprised if this team uh, and their you know organizational priorities is uh, pre aggressive in in locking him up. I, I just don't see it happening. So, yeah. all right, that's good. That's but but that would make a really good podcast sometime in December where we just go through the the case for all these it. guys. But yeah, well, there's 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 more players in in there to discuss. Yeah, you I mean, didn't Kaiser hear well, that, well is, that, that is yeah, a big conversation. That's that. Yeah, that's that's I was a, that's another for one. That one. But yeah. he's not a pending free agent. But yeah, but yeah. That, that in terms of a contract extension, you're absolutely right. Once they're able to do it, which would be the start of the league year in March, uh, I mean, you could have an offer on the table the first day there. They did Carson that year in May, um, so it could be one of those things you wait until after after the draft to do. Uh, it tends, you know, the Eagles line of thinking with these types of deals is that quarterback contracts only go up. Right. If the there's a guy you that it. you want, the sooner the better. Uh now from Jalen's perspective, maybe there are other contracts he other quarterbacks he's he's waiting to see. The obvious one of course is Lamar Jackson this offseason. Um what happens Yeah, maybe you want to do it before Lamar, Lamar. If you're the Eagles. Yeah. Yes, correct. That's that's what I'm saying. But if you're Jalen Hurts and you're under contract for next year, it might behoove you to wait for Lamar Jackson because that's that's only going to raise the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, all right, Zach. The uh, the last few most likely to get better could be a player, could be a thing, could be a podcast. Uh, the, well, it better be our podcast hmm. because if we're getting worse, that's a problem. Um, and you're never staying the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. Uh, I you've never made a truer statement <laughs> in my time on Birds with Friends. Okay. <laughs> Because if you are standing still, you are falling behind. Oh, wow. Uh, backs up a, backs up a, uh, a motto with another motto. So I am going Devontae Smith production here because it's been quiet in recent weeks. The Eagles are playing Washington this week, of course. We all remember what he did in the last Washington games. and In the last Washington game. And I just simply think there are going to be Devontae days. There are going to be games when the matchup or the coverage dictates the ball going to Devontae. It's not going to be as consistent, but I don't think Devontae is playing poorly. And when I've gone back and watched the games, I see him getting open. And partly it's a volume thing. Partly it's just A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard are so good. But there's there are, are going to be two or three games here when you see Devontae jumping up and having a big – when you see Devontae having a big game. Okay. Uh, I'll go with uh, a player who was mentioned as a, a disappointment on the chat. Um, and I think it's a fair um, answer relative to expectations. Jordan Mailata, uh, who had that bad game against the Texans. You talked to him afterwards. Uh, some debate about whether he thought there was a draw coming on that first sack. I think he has been good, uh, but like hasn't quite taken that leap that you might have expected to like all pro level. 
I think I think Jordan Mailata will have a good second half of the season. So real quick on on context for that, uh, because this occurred after we had the post game pod. Nick Sirianni took responsibility for the sacks and to the point that it wasn't just him standing up for the player. What the Eagles do is they assign blame for every player on if if there's a negative play, they put that player's name on the board. A few of the veterans have spoken about how, how this is something that's different about Nick that like holds them accountable. And I, so I asked about those sacks in particular, I won't read the whole quote because it's, it's a long one, but Sirianni put his own name on the board. He said, I'm going to take full responsibilities for both of those. They weren't synced up with the protection and the route concepts. Uh, There was a, he, and this is the part I will read. There was a concept we were running, and one side was quick game, and the other side was more rhythm game. I didn't teach the read well enough to Jalen, and we kind of got into a pure progression instead of a split field read. What ended up happening is we got caught with the ball in our hand, and we had to hold it a little bit. And Jalen, I'm sorry, and Jordan was just taking the set we told him to, and that's going to happen. And I screwed him on both of those. So the so in simple terms here. Jordan was playing the the he was blocking the way he was told to on those plays, um, but the play did not work the way it was supposed to. So I think that's a that, little bit covering. Okay. Right. Like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. He did. No, I mean it's it's I'm, it's great context. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you said it. I think it's probably there's a part of it to being good coaching and taking the public accountability. Like, I, I it's not like he was taught to just let Jerry Hughes get right past him. Sure. Right. True, true. Uh, now, uh, it. I put this up on Twitter on Friday when Nick said it, and the responses that I got were like, Doc Rivers, please read this. Doc Rivers, please read this. So uh, the accountability that Nick took mm. was, uh, was, I think, refreshing for some Eagles fans there. Mm, yes, I've seen the point made on Twitter today that uh, Pennsylvania would like to kick out a second Doc. The second fake doctor today, but we'll see if that happens. Uh, all right, Zach, flip it. I think we probably have the same answer here. Most likely to get worse over the second half of the season. Yeah, turnover pace. I can't. Yeah. I, I'm, they're plus fifteen right now. Uh, <laughs> Nick was 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 adamant. This is not luck here. Uh, Jonathan Gannon. When I asked him the question yesterday, he was like, "That's he said, the first I, time I heard that. I can't believe somebody." Said, would, I, I have to laugh at that. Involved. Luck. This has nothing to do with it. I think there's going to be regression Luck to the mean. Be a lady tonight. <laughs> and regression to the mean doesn't mean that you know you're 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 going to be even here. Uh, they could still be near the top of the league, but a plus fifteen pace through eight games is really hard to maintain. Yeah, I mean, so, winning it yeah. in every game? I mean, yes. Come on. Yeah, like I said, only two teams have have done this before, so through eight games. So I think that is is what's going to drop. I think so, too. And I think it I think it comes – I think it, I think it does come on both sides of the ball. I think they will turn it over a little bit more on offense, um, and I think they won't take it away quite as much. And by the way, when you're looking at, at some of these games that, that they could lose and why I don't think they're going to go – undefeated here because there could be games when the Eagles look really good on paper to win that game, but they have a poorly timed turnover or they don't get a takeaway that they, that they were getting in the first eight, eight weeks. And that changes the entire game, right? We see teams that should be winning games, but, but they have just, they throw it, they throw an interception in the red zone or they miss an interception in the, in the end zone. 
And that's 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 what could cause the Eagles to lose a game that we think they're going to win. And I think it's also important to remember that like the sec- like the, the second half of the season is often for half the teams in the league wildly different than the first. Like things change a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and injuries are a part of that, but you know, maybe there's going to be another team out there that does a uh, uh 2021 eagles and completely changes their offensive identity um like things what team should do that you're yeah i mean don't put me on the spot but you know uh, the league better than than just about anyone we could have on this podcast you do 32 power rankings blow like uh smoke up my my michael dunn behind that's a cameo callback um (laughs) for one of you probably uh i don't know i would have to think i would have to think about that (laughs) Um. All right, Zach. Let's let's finish this up. Give me your Eagles regular season record. What do they finish? And what what seed in the NFC are they? I went fifteen and two. Okay. And I was thinking fourteen and three. And I do think that we saw this last year with this coaching staff. They're going to sit their guys if they have things locked up in week eighteen. So. You're presuming that's a a loss there, so that's why. And a game where the Giants are probably playing sure. for their playoff lives. Yeah, I mean Joe Judge would be furious watching that, right? <laughs> um, I mean, is is Joe Judge ever not furious? <laughs> so I was I was state. I was compelled to go fourteen and three for that reason. I think they're going to have two losses before Week 18. I'll put it that way. That's my I, answer. I, yeah, They'll fourteen have... and three with a meaningless loss in, in okay. week eighteen. That's my. So answer. I I said fourteen and two. I, I'm sorry, I said fifteen and two, but I, I guess I'll I'll go fourteen and two, and then if they play their starters week eighteen, they win it. If they don't play their starters week eighteen, they lose it. Okay, we're on the same page. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's turn the let's turn the page. Let's get to Swooper, Marissa. Are you ready? 
Yes. Thank you guys for doing this early. Um, I have my cousin's bachelorette this weekend. So mm, going to be wild. Mr. Reason, Talk. The only reason I would miss a day during the football season is for one of my sweet cousins. So how many cousins see. do you have? I have 21 first cousins. That's amazing. Yes. That's and awesome. we're all like pretty much like best friends. We do you guys do like the 50 cent? I got 21 cousins. <laughs> you could do that. No. I mean, something to work on this Maybe weekend. This weekend, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there's, I, I, I'm not off the top of my head, can't think of the boy-girl ratio, but there's a lot of girls, so we're all pretty close. Um, so, like my bridesmaids were pretty much all my cousins. So is my cousin's wedding. That's in February, the day before the Super Bowl. Which, hope she's not listening to this. That was quite poor planning on her part. <laughs> so, <laughs> could make February very interesting for me, but. <laughs> I still love her. We'll, Eagles we'll Browns. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to Swooper. Uh, one of us has taken a commanding lead. That would mm -hmm. be me. I've got six points. Marissa and Zach each have one. Marissa, you have no turkeys left over. So you've got 24. Zach, you've got 13. So you've got 37 with which to bid this week. I have six turkeys left. Or No, I have one turkey left over. So I have 25. Oh big difference well i was reading the points instead of the turkeys and when you when when you have so many points it can get a little bit confusing <laughs> yeah 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 uh, so i'm at 25 turkeys zach you have a massive advantage uh maybe maybe my turn to go first i think that sure. might be right um sure, i will go we should mention the fact that dana's put out the swooperlytics and zach is literally oh. hit on three items all year yes so zach Every time you start reading yours, just like yeah. when I read Deniz's, I'm just going to plug my ears. Who is wasting <laughs> whose time here, Zach? Because so perhaps uh, I, I wasn't. I, of hits that have happened, Deniz has it. Uh, 17 have been his prompts. 13 from Marissa in the chat. Seven the from chat. me. Three from you. Three. Three. Guilty as charged there. <laughs> I... Far be it for me to understand the purpose of this game. I thought what we were trying to do was suggest stuff that would either be fun to, to look for or that is unlikely to occur. I if, if something is likely to occur, then you're more apt to use all your turkeys. So I could say, like, the Eagles will win every week. Uh, something like that, where, you know, you can literally see what the odds are for that to occur. I've been going with with prompts that I thought were either unlikely to occur or fun to follow. I take full responsibility if I didn't understand the purpose of this game. Well, frankly, it doesn't have to lot. be the purpose. It's yeah, just that if you're going to be the know. one who complains about the game and waste and it wasting your time, you're the one who's wasting the most time. I certainly hope I'm not complaining because I have a rule in my house. I have a rule. My if if that's if not, my son not a came surprise. in, if my son and daughter came in here and they say, "What's what's yeah? What are the rules in our family?" One of the rules is never complain. So uh, I hope I don't complain. What are the other rules? Well, it's be a good person. Okay. Have good manners. Yeah. Okay. There's there's the, they, do, they have to do their chores every day. So things of that. What nature. are their chores? Are their chores? They they brush their teeth. They, they make not their bed. They clean their room. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I, young. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I gotta get that in my house. <laughs> I got a twenty-eight-year-old well, husband who, you know, like makes bed. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm, I'm staying out of that conversation. So um, there's a lot of things I, 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 I don't do well. Either, so. yes. uh, all right. Uh, I will start. Devontae Smith leads the Eagles in receiving yards. Wow, okay. You stole Take... that one from the chat. That was and... literally my very first one. No, and, exactly. and, and from me, too. So oh, Wow, we're all on it. All right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, one. Three. Four. I'll say five. Five going once. Six. Oh, I'm sorry, six. <laughs> A voice crack there. Six. For context you're to, here. You're used Devante... to being so happy about five that the six is what threw you off. Devontae had eight catches for 169 yards and a touchdown in the first game against Washington in week three. Sex. <laughs> Six going once. I'm out. Six going twice. Seven. Seven going once. Seven going twice. Eight. Eight going once, eight going twice, sold. Wow. Big first one. All right. The way I see it, he has a, he has a one in three chance. So probably wouldn't, uh, I probably wouldn't have put eight, eight down for that. The, the one I was going to do was, is leads in two of three categories, targets, catches, or yards. So, uh, yards is hard, but, but, but we will see. Okay. okay. Uh, Marissa, why don't you go next? Okay. This is a fun one. This item sells for a number divisible by the jersey number of an Eagles player who scores a touchdown. Hertz excluded. So it can't be, you know. Well, Hertz excluded from passing or if he scores a touchdown rushing, he should count. <laughs> but then that's so easy. Yeah, but otherwise. All right. No, oh, that's true. I think that should count. It, it, yeah, it had to be a rushing touchdown. But it has to be a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Okay. I I don't think so. You're basically, you know, you're basically looking at, at like almost any player except AJ has a chance of hitting here. You think Dallas Goddard's going to hit here? You think this is going to go for 88 turkeys? No. It's divisible by. Oh, yes. Oh, oh no, but no, but with the way you read it is that it goes by divisible by the jersey number. We're, so you're saying instead the jersey no, the number. the item sells for a number divisible. I was oh, thinking okay. it as. I was, I was interpreting it, as, it that way. Yeah. The way Zach was taking it. Well, we got to yeah, figure like, this out because as yeah. it's written, it's got to be. Okay, I see. The turkeys have to okay. be higher than the yes. jersey or equal to yes. the jersey number. This was from the chat, and I believe that they were saying how Zach and I was. I yes, that's how I interpreted it too. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, I see, I see what you mean there. I see the misinterpretation. Okay, so there. we'll flip it around. So yeah. the, the players' okay, so, jersey. Oh, so yeah. someone scores a touchdown for the Eagles who has a jersey number that divisible. is divisible, divisible. by yes, however exactly. many turkeys this sells for. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Right. Two. Three. And for this, Jalen Hurts doesn't count. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. I'm at three. <laughs> three going, going once going twice sold, sold. 
I don't okay. know. You got to three gives you Devonte Smith is is a good one for three. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah, that's for pretty good. Three points. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. down. But you're not really getting, and you, you're not really getting anyone. Yeah, Josiah else Scott if he comes back healthy. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, All right, so I need a Devonte Smith touchdown. That's not bad, actually. No. What yeah. stole? Is he 81? No. There's an 81 possibility. Bad, I'm really bad at math. So I. Excel is 89. 89. That's right. Which is not divisible by three. What yeah. about a defensive touch touchdown? Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. you got a shot there. That's a fun one. That's a good one. Okay. There very well could be, okay. uh, you know. Okay. Pascal. Yeah. Okay. So in the spirit of of the criticism from professor selman here this is this is one that is likely to hit washington scores more points than they did in week three and they scored eight points in week three when eagles won 24 to 8 one five six seven Eight. Nine. I shouldn't have bit on Devontae. I should have gone with this one here. I know it's coming. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven going one. 11 going twice. So you got it. That's a good one. And so I didn't want to go that high, but I was kind of honestly trying to, to trying to drive up the price yeah. there, but I'll take it. Eight points is what they scored last eight. Oh, yes. Okay. And they need to score more than that. Now, if you recall, they had the safety in that game. They had a safety, a touchdown mm. and a, and a missed and a missed two point conversion. So I doubt they, they'd land on just eight again. But if they only score eight, you don't win. It has to be nine or, or above. Okay. Nine or greater, rather. All right. All right. Let's hear from Dennis. Okay. No red. Casey Tuhill plays more defensive snaps than Robert Quinn. Tuhill has averaged about 19 snaps per game over the past four games. So for context, last, last week, Robert Quinn um, – played I think it was 12 snaps and I asked Nick Sirianni about it on Friday and he he said that's that's going to change going forward you know they had certain packages in I imagine the short week had something to do with it uh he said it's going to be more in line with what Brandon Graham has played so you're probably but you never know and again in running situations I I, I don't know if they're having Quinn on the field yet in, in those spots but they do have more practice time, so something to see here. Uh, uh, Moa Culpa, um, for me, this reminds me, um, I meant earlier in the uh, prompt for most underrated storyline of the season, I meant to bring up the Kerry Vincent trade, uh, which I do believe has gone under the radar as a bad move by the team. That's on me. Thanks gotta, for that clarification. I got to do a better job. I will bid three. Four. Five. Six. That was a that was a strong chesty six. Well, it was better than my previous six, right? 
27. Going once. Seven. Zach, do I hear eight? Uh, I'm already down, but... Casey Tuhill plays more defensive snaps than Robert Quinn. Yeah, I'm I'm done here. <laughs> All right, sold to Bo for seven. Going once, going twice. Twice sold. sold. <laughs> now, uh, Chase Young, if he returns, affects this. Yeah, you're right. We'll get into Which actual should, game right? preview stuff. They, it's likely that he returns, so maybe that's wrong. I imagine that the Eagles will run more plays than Washington, but I, I might regret this one. But it's a 50-50. You, you take a shot. You should bet on Gun. Well, you're not betting on. Yeah, Casey of course. Tuhill I should take. Yourself. I should yeah. take Casey Tuhill. Uh, all right. A an Eagles linebacker has a sack or interception in the game. One. And a half sack counts. Two. Three. Hill. Three going once. Three going twice. Sold. Good one. Yeah, it was a bargain. I mean, what was there? How many times did they sack? They had a lot of sacks against them when they played earlier in the year, right? That's true. Yeah. What do they have? Eight in that game? Yeah, it was something, something crazy. I didn't really want that one, but okay. Yes, yeah, so Hassan Reddick does not count. This has to be a <clears throat> you okay. understood. It's a off ball linebacker. Yep. I'm sold. Okay with it. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Is it my turn? Yeah. Yes. Carson Wentz makes the trip to Philly. Ooh, has he been traveling? Do we know? I don't know, but this was in the chat, and I thought this was mm, a good one. Next, so gonna fire off a rapid text to Standick for an answer here. <laughs> uh, that would that that would be disingenuous. Not if you told us you were doing. And how it. long is he supposed to be out? Like it's he's on IR. I think his career was like. <laughs> well, it's hard to put them back in with the. I mean, they're winning games with Heineke, so. But like he would be like kind of close to returning, right? Someone in the chat says he did travel to Indy. I don't know. Mm. Ah. Squidward says he's pretty two. Are the three? He really wants to go just to get relentlessly booed. Is that much of a fetish? Four. He's a, he's a team player. <laughs> Four. I'm out. You got this one, Zach. Unless Bo wants it. Four going once. Four going twice. Five. Six. Ooh. Oh, another chesty six. <laughs> six going once. Six going twice. Sold. Okay. Okay. Well, now, how do we know that he, like, are we saying he's on the sideline or like? I feel like he made we'll the know. trip. Yeah. We'll yeah. Made the trip. Yeah, okay. you can ask Ben if there's exactly. questions, but if he's seen, he's at the game. Yeah, you can't yes. just go to a team hotel Saturday night or Monday, Sunday night and then go yeah. home. Yeah, that would be yeah. kind of cowardly. <laughs> I, <think>. I agree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. If he's, if he's there. Okay. Um, Javon Hargrave has a sack, and so for context here, Javon Hargrave has five <laughs> sacks the past two games. Before that, he only had one sack this whole season. In the in the first six games of the year, I should say, and that came against Washington. So Hargrave, who's been hot recently, five sacks in two games, 
had a sack against Washington. And uh, so the prompt is he has a sack in this game. Full sack? Let's go at least a half a sack. Oh, okay. Opens it up. Opens it up. I'll say two. Three. Four. I'm out on this one. Nope. I think Zach got his standing text. No. <laughs> uh, glancing off to the side. I have uh, alerts on my phone from the Eagles, and the Eagles tweeted. So I looked at that. This is the time of day when if there's a transaction, it comes out. But it was Brandon Graham talking about having financial advice. So mm -hmm. I don't need to read that right now. Okay. But that's what I, I you know what we never sent it to the Stone Cold Newsman at the top of the show to get the Andre Sachere on the 53 Fred Jacks mm -hmm. or Fred Johnson signed to another Johnson practice squad. Yes. Yes. Uh, so what number are we at for Javon? Four, I believe. Yeah. Four going once. Four going twice. Five. Oh, sneaks it in. Six. <laughs> OK, you got it for six. Six going once. Six going twice. Sold. Let's see that sixth number. <laughs> it's the half sack that's really. Okay. All right. All right. It is. This is a normal one. The commanders <laughs> do not score on a field goal. The commanders are dead last in field goals per drive, and the Eagles have allowed the league fewest field goals per drive. And this is the, the commanders do hit a field goal? No, the commanders <clears throat> do not score on a oh, field goal. Oh, do not score on a field goal. Mm-hmm. One. Two. Two going once. Three. Four. Four going once. Four going twice. Sold. Pretty All good right. slate for you, Marissa, with the... Uh, with Bargain. limited turkeys. Yeah. All right. This one is in honor of Marissa's cousins. <laughs> She's so scared. There is a 21-yard gain from either team during mm -hmm. the game from, from the line of scrimmage. It has to be 21. It has to be precisely 21 yards. Mm. And it's not with, with the penalty yardage added on. Correct. Okay, because in the score sheet, they'll, they'll put that down for longest right. plays. It has to be the 21-yard but negated plays do count. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So if so, it's a 21 yard gain, but then there is a, a penalty Holding on the play. Yeah. It counts. Okay. Oh. Okay. Can you give us a turkey update real quick? Yes. Uh, you have three turkeys. I have 12. Zach has 23. Okay. I don't know how many 21 yard plays occur in a game typically. Mm. I'll say one. Two. Oh, I mean, I think this is unlikely, but I want to root for it. So I'll say three. You can have it at three. And Marissa can't bid. Yeah. Three going once, three going twice. Sold. Sold. Nine. Okay. Terry McLaurin has more receiving yards than Devontae Smith. Terry McLaurin in the first game had 102 receiving yards and six catches. Two. Got to be the quietest 100-yard game I could possibly remember from an Three. opponent. Three. 
Six. Six going once. Six going twice. Sold to Bo. Now you're both down to three turkeys. That's right. And we have how many categories left here? Two. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, here I'm, goes, Zach. My, so I should do something that's like guaranteed to hit here. You should okay? cheat, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to do the one that I rewrote after my Devontae one was taken off the board. And that is a player on the Eagles has a reception. A player on the Eagles who did not have a reception against Washington in the first game has a reception against Washington in oh, this game. Good one. And to give you the players who had receptions against Washington in the first game, there were, there were uh, seven of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Zach Paschal, Grant Calcaterra, Jack Stoll, and Miles Sanders. But those who did not included Quez Watkins, Kenny Gainwell, and Tyree Jackson, who's potentially back this weekend. And Boston Scott. And Boston Scott. Okay. And all offensive linemen. Mm. And all offensive linemen. And Jalen Hurts. And, mm. and Jalen Hurts. Correct. I'm going with three. Oh, you see how we did that, smart. Marissa? <laughs> so smart. Wow. All right. Game theory. Okay. Borderline cheating, but that's okay. How's Last that cheating? <laughs> okay. Cheating would have been like the Eagles gain a yard. Okay. And then said, I'm going with three. Yes. <laughs> okay. There are, is a lot of writing and red and green <clears throat> and all oh, sorts gosh. of colors. Okay. okay. The item is. There are more total accepted penalty yards from scrimmage on both teams when the Eagles have the ball than when the Commanders have the ball. The Eagles O and the Washington D have combined for over 55 penalty yards per game, while the Washington O and the Eagles D have had just 31 yards per game combined. And now this is a sealed bid auction with resale. First, all the players privately write down their bids and then reveal them at the same time. Bids may not exceed the number of turkeys players have remaining. The highest bidder wins the item and pays their own bid. If there is a tie, determine the winner randomly. Coin flip for two players, random fair draw if for three players. Next, the winner can auction off the item to the other two players who can borrow from next week's turkey total to bid. This is similar to the resale <laughs> auction we did several weeks ago with the turkeys going directly to the player doing the reselling. So this is when I bought my turkeys from you, Zach. Mm. Last time, yes. Zach. But you won that week, right? Yes. Okay. So the item again. There are more total accepted penalty yards from scrimmage on both teams when the Eagles have the ball than when the commanders have the ball. All right. Everybody got their bids? Yep. Hold on. Three, two, one. Three. Okay, Zach gets it for four. I also bid three for the audio listeners. All right, Zach, so you've won it. Do you want to sell it? Everything has a price. Mm. What about your family? My family does not have a price. Okay. Every item has a price. So how much do you want to sell it for? I'll buy it for you for five. Spoken like a true Ted DiBiase. 
Uh, I, I frankly wasn't even listening to the item. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just, I knew I was, I knew I was going to get it once. So, uh, for five. Nah, I, I, I need, I need eight in order to sell it. Eight. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know what the item is, Marissa. He doesn't even know what he's selling. Yeah. <laughs> This is great. No one can tell him. So he really he thought it over. It. You know, I really, I really canvassed eight. the market. I need eight for this. I need eight. Doohickey that I have no idea what it does. <laughs> I'll give you six and we'll call it a deal. Let's compromise at seven. Meet in the middle. Nah, that's too high. Okay. I need to I mean, use my three remaining turkeys and then only three for next week. You can have it for seven. About. How about this? How about this? Let's make it a conditional. Let's let, here. Let's do it for six. But if it hits, it's eight. If it doesn't hit, it's six. Okay. If it hits and Love I win that. the week. Oh no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But if it hits, I get eight. And so, so you agree on it's like a conditional traffic. You're agreeing on six. That's that's the lowest you're gonna get, or that's the mo that's that's the lowest you're giving up. But if it hits. You give up. You give up eight. Not how eight many more. items Love do I that. have, Bo? You have uh, four items. Right now, everybody has four items. Mm. I'm reading over the prompt again since I have it in front of me. And Zach doesn't. I'm I'm gonna stay without it. It's a little too complicated for me. Mm. All right, I I I will stick with with what I have here. I liked your bargaining right. and that would have been a good deal. But again, it is their more total accepted penalty yards from scrimmage on both teams when the Eagles have the ball, than when the commanders right. have the ball. Okay. Zach gets it for four. He's got okay. 16 turkeys left over. Marissa 16. and I both have Yeah, three. that's insane. Like, I don't know if I could give him six of my turkeys so he goes into next mm. week with another week with I know he's got a strategy. So Zach has that one. He has uh, a player for the Eagles has a catch who didn't have a catch the first time these two teams played. Carson Wentz uh, moons the fan base from the sideline. <laughs> and Devontae Smith leads the Eagles in receiving yards. Marissa has someone on the Eagles scores a touchdown who has a jersey number divisible by three. Uh, Washington scores more than eight points. A linebacker has a sack or interception. And there are no Washington field goals hit in the game and i have casey Tuhill plays more snaps than robert quinn javon hargrave has at least a half a sack someone one of the two teams has a 21 yard gain and terry mclaurin has more receiving yards than Devonte smith even week tough for somebody to bounce back from uh or, or come close to last week's four for four performance from Bo, but that's neither here nor there all right zach any final thoughts? We're back at the facility tomorrow for the it's it's, it's been an extended absence here. Hmm, Wednesday's uh, Tuesday, Thursday's Friday, Wednesday. It's yes, you know, it's all but this messed up. this starts a a a stretch of no time off for the Eagles here until potentially the bye week in the playoffs. You can always count on your bye, and you can count on your mini bye, and then sometimes you can count on the Monday game giving you an extra day during the week. You can count on this, your fingers. <laughs> this is their last Monday game. They don't have a buy and they don't have a mini buy here. So 
they have Sunday games the rest of the way. And no, oh, actually, I shouldn't say that. They, ha- they have a Saturday game Christmas Eve. So technically, after the Dallas game, they have a little extra time to celebrate Christmas. And could, isn't, couldn't that week 18 game it, theoretically get flexed to a Saturday, right? It could flex to either day. That's true. Correct. Okay. So, but, but point Not being, to be they, pedantic. They, I just wanted to, yeah. I just wanted to, yeah, they don't have this, ex- they don't have this extended absence <clears throat> anymore. So they get right back into it now. And uh, not really any injuries to monitor this week. You know, Jordan Davis is on IR, but something to watch this week. And this is for down the roster, but Tyree Jackson, um, you know, does he really on your radar? Huh? Does he join the 53 man? Oh, is this, the la- this is the deadline for it. Uh, is it this week or next week? I think they still have time, right? They still have time. Okay. So it feels like you got some, it feels like there's some inside reporting going on here that, no, it's, that it's this on your radar. Like someone's been, someone's been telling you that Tyree's ready to break out. No, 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 not that at all. Uh, but anyways, those texts uh, certainly, Jeffrey. certainly something to monitor. And uh, we'll be back later this week with our predictions. And I hope Marissa has a wonderful time with her cousins at the bachelorette. Thank you. Hmm. And now that we are about 91 minutes into the episode, does either one of you have any uh, politics takes that you'd like to get off your chest? I'm shocked we made it this far. I I hope everyone voted. Uh, We're we're all fortunate to have the opportunity to vote, and uh, I hope everyone exercised that that freedom. Yeah. Okay. You slept through the whole thing, Zach. Sleeping soundly. Last night? Yeah. Yeah, when I went to sleep, I had a good sense of what the outcome was going to be. So. <laughs> oh, I know. Insider dealing going on. That no, it was plugged in as it gets. <laughs> he knew Bobert wasn't going to win that race in Colorado before anybody did. <laughs> um, He's a reporter's reporter. <laughs> He's firing off tweets. He's firing off texts with Jonathan Tamari saying, I took your job. Now tell me what's going to happen in this race. I meant the Pennsylvania races, but okay. <laughs> okay. All right. For Marissa and Zach and Dennis, uh, I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. We'll talk to you on Friday. No Marissa. Maybe we'll have a mystery producer. Maybe it'll be Jason Kelsey. We'll talk to you then. For all of us, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. And as always, we love you. Friends.